Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, December 11th, 2018. Today we are reading from the big book, and we're in the preface on page Roman numeral XI, and we're um, in the first, we're going to read the first two paragraphs. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Mary H., for the 12 traditions, Nosa J., and reading the text are Tina S., Larry K., and Penny C. The reference numbers for Monday, December 10th, are for the 7 a.m., 12281, that's 12,281, and for the 10 a.m., 12282, that's 12282. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary H. to read the 12 steps. Hi, this is Mary H., recovered in Wisconsin, 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Mary. Okay, I will now ask Nosa J to read the 12 traditions. This is Nosa J, compulsive overeater, 
the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity, the love of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Nosa. Um, Okay, so how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page Roman numeral XI, uh, the first two paragraphs. And I will ask Tina S. to begin reading. Star one to unmute, Tina. Thanks so much, Katie. Sorry about that. I thought it was unmuted. Tina S., recovered (laughs) recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Preface. This is the fourth edition of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The first edition appeared in April 1939, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off the press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. 
Because this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left largely untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. The section called The Doctor's Opinion has been kept intact, just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. Wow. You know, I love that we do this over and over, you know, because it tells me in the, in the stories, one of the stories in the back of the book and the keys to the kingdom, that this cannot be over and done with. We do this for our our lifetime, and that is just the truth for me. You know, by God's grace, you know, I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous in 1987, and that's not my abstinence date. It is in 1999, but I was around uh, the idea. The seed had been planted, and what a gift. You know, the first paragraph here, well, the numbers are phenomenal, so I'm sure that the numbers say, or more so, you know, and I, I read the year 1976, that was the year I graduated from high school, and I so needed this program in more than one area of my life, for sure. Uh, but I'm so grateful that I got here when I did, because I, I got here at the time that I was beaten to a state of reasonableness that I hear in 1999. Now, and, and this is, is my my history, you know, I'm also an Alcoholics Anonymous, and I got sober first, but this was an addiction that I had way before alcohol, and for me, alcohol was my first diet, and it worked till it didn't, just like all the diets in my life, they worked till it didn't, and then the solution, you know, when I came in here, and I heard people that were reading this book, I thought, oh my God, why do we have to read all this stuff, and, and I like that the second paragraph talks about that this book has become the basic text. You know, and a sponsor told me, this is not a novel, because that's exactly how I read it the first time I read it. You know, I'm a reader. Let me just tell you. I can read it. So I read what she told me to read, and I thought, what is this talking about? You know, I didn't relate at all. You know, but then when she, we went through the book, we got out our dictionaries, you know, we highlighted, we underlined, and we, and we defined. You know, a text is a, is a book of information for study of a subject. And then I looked at this in a, in a really different way, you know, and, and it talks here that there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, and, um, and I love that it talks about the doctor's opinion because here it tells me what my problem is, the allergy of the body and the obsession of mind. Because if I don't think I have a problem, I certainly do not need a solution. And, you know, and I'm not one of them historians on Dr. William D. Silkworth, so we'll let somebody else talk about that. But I am so grateful for this man that he uh, hung with us and gave us, you know, the idea that there is something different about alcoholics than there is the normal person. And uh, there's some great stuff in this book. So if you're new here, please stick around because the journey is phenomenal. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Tina. Okay, so um, we are on page XI, uh, the preface, and we read the first two paragraphs, and we'll be commenting on both of those. Who would like to share? Nancy, I. Nancy, Dorita, Larry, Mary. Okay, I can take a couple. Jennifer, Harlan. Jennifer, what is your initial? 
Leah uh, Jennifer asked, W. Jennifer W. Okay, let's go with that. Um, so we have Nancy R., Dorita P., Larry K., Mary H., Jennifer W., Harlan G., and Leah S. Go ahead, please, Nancy R. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your service. And uh, my name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. And um, for many years, I'm really... Uh, sad to say that I did not treat the big book like a textbook. A uh, textbook is a, a manual of instruction, and um, it's not read the way that I would read uh, some other kind of literature. And um, I can't undo the past, but what I can do is to treat the book the way it, it uh, was designed to be to use it the way it was designed to be used, and that is to study in order to gain the information. And what's so heartening about uh, reading the preface is that it tells me that the first part of the book uh, exists exactly the way that it was written. It has been left untouched. Uh, there, there are div- uh, revisions in other parts of the book, but the original part, remains the way the basic instructions remain the way that it was originally written. So that tells me if I do, if I follow the basic instructions, then I'll get the results that I described. And uh, I, you know, I can see the reason that um, I stumble uh, and, and others around me in the early years. I came in the program in 75 because we made our own revisions in the 12 steps. Uh, some people were offended by the God issue, so we minimize that. When that is the basic purpose of the text, to help us find a higher power that will relieve us of um, our food, our food obsession. So I'm just so grateful that we are studying it. I get a chance to uh, go through this line by line with a group of people and to hear uh, their interpretations. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, now Dorita P. followed by Larry K. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Hi, my name is Dorita P. from Cleveland, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater and really, really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, and I'm just really grateful I have a seat here. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment on two of the things, uh, two things. Um, So it says uh, in the middle of a sentence, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in this book, in in it. And so, um, yeah, I am kind of like a stickler for not making any changes. I don't want it changed one iota. And so I get like real irritated when people change one word, like, for example, uh, you know, in a 12th step, you know, they'll say uh, as a result, but it's as the, the result. So, yeah, um, yeah, and that makes a difference because as a result, it could be many results, but as the result, that is the result of working the steps, a spiritual experience, a spiritual, whatever, a spiritual experience. So I'm just really grateful. And so, uh, and so, yeah, and I try, I am a stickler, but I try not to be, I don't know if the word is pushy or what I want to say, but, you know, 
I try to be kind. Uh, I'm learning to be more kind. And then the other thing I just wanted to comment, uh, the reader uh, commented on this, and it was on my mind too, about the doctor's opinion staying intact as it was originally written. Um, Yeah, so the doctor's opinion tell us what our problem is, you know, the obsession of the mind and the allergy of the body. So, like, how could you change that? And uh, Leah, my friend Leah says, um, without the doctor's opinion, the whole big book wouldn't make any sense. And so I passed that along, too, because I could really relate to that. Without the doctor's opinion, you know, what would be, what would we, you know, if we don't know what the problem is, how could we go about solving it? So I'm just really grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Dorita. Okay, next we'll have Larry K. followed by Mary H. Good, good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. You know, um, I want to focus on the fact that, you know, this, this text uh, uh, has not changed because it makes me think about, um, you know, teaching for, for many years um, in, in, in the discipline that I have had the privilege of teaching in. And we use a textbook. And it's uh, it's a sequential study of a of a of a particular area, and um, there's there's not a strong sentiment. There's never been a strong sentiment to uh, to change those textbooks. In fact, we're we're on uh, we've been on you know probably the the 14th or 15th edition, I believe. And um, because because why? Because things change. You know, there's new research that's done. Um, what used to be, you know, regarded as, as gospel, if you will, uh, you know, let's say within the area of psychology is, is no longer gospel. And, and, and that's expected. And, that, and I suppose that would be in any, any discipline of study. So when I, when I first, you know, read about and, and heard about this particular textbook, first I had to consider it a textbook, a sequential study, the, the, the instructions for how to work this practical program of action. I'm an advocate for, you know, for it not to be changed because primarily because it works, you know, it works. And, um, and I've seen it work in my life and I've seen it work in so many, so many other lives. And so, yes, we don't, we don't want that change. In fact, in 2011, Time Magazine, um, you know, came out that this, this, this particular book, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous was, um, was one of the most influential books um, since the early 1900s. And that's saying something. And the reason it is, you know, if you go into Barnes and Noble, you go into a bookseller, you're going to see, you're going to go into your favorite section. You're going to see different books all the time, you know, and, and, and that's a good thing. But this book, because it works, it has not changed fundamentally. Um, it, it brings about a spiritual awakening, recovery by which we can get well. I'm well today, not perfect, but I'm well today. I do not, I have not found it necessary to pick up any of my binge substances in a number of years because I've had a spiritual awakening sufficient and effective one to drive out that obsession. And then, of course, to change me in so many other ways. It was never about food or alcohol or any substance or behavior. It was about a spiritual malady. So I'm, I'm really grateful that this book was published. It was written, I believe, you know, primarily written by Bill, but it was divinely written in my mind. And, um, and, and the book that you hold in your hand 
is the very key to allowing you to cross the bridge to freedom because it happened for me. With that, I pass. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Mary H. Sorry, Larry. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Mary H. Thank you. And then Jennifer W. Awesome. I was unmuting. Thanks for the overlap, Grace. <laughs> um, yeah, Mary H. recovered in Wisconsin and uh, just feeling um, a sense of awe reading this this morning. Um, you know, my entire lifetime, my entire experience with, um, you know, showing up in the rooms of 12-step programs, the big book has always existed. It has always been there. And just rereading this just strikes in me that moment of it started with zero copies of this book, you know, that the first run had, you know, how many hundred thousand and then the next run and then the next run that, that it, it was a zero, you know, and that there was the first book that ever got given to somebody, you know, there was the second, there was all those first editions what a privilege and just it's just amazing because it's amazing what kind of work what kind of change this book has wrought in the hearts of so many people and the lives that it has changed you know ripples in the water because when i follow these steps you know i was told to read this like a textbook that i can do what they did to get what they got you know, and I know that I have changed and not because I'm trying on my own power, but because I have been transformed. And to even just see that on a daily basis is completely astounding. Um, but I know that my family's lives, they have all changed because of this. There are things just in the last couple of weeks that have come up that just have this really deep gratitude and awareness that, wow, if I had not just gone through this process, there are a lot of places where this could have gotten really mucked up and it would have been about my ego. Um, when instead now I have an opportunity to, you know, hopefully be able to be of true loving service. Um, so just sitting in a little bit of awe about that today, reading this together as a group, really grateful for all of you and um, just this fantastic meeting that focuses on these precise directions. So thank you for everything. I'll keep coming back and I pass. Thank you, Mary. Okay, Jennifer W., you're up, followed by Harlan G. Hello, this is Jennifer. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yes, I'm Jennifer W., and I am a compulsive overeater. And um, I... Um, the the word society uh, with a big capital letter in the beginning, like a big society. Um, it's very amazing that there's a society that is sort of anonymous, uh, like wherever you go, you can ask someone um, if if they, I heard that you can say, like, do you know Bill or Bob? And then they understand that you're in a program. Um, but it's something that we have all over the world, and it's really amazing how you can see by this prince 
you can see that it's growing uh, because there's so many copies uh, being published. And I guess sometimes it's hard to know how many people as it's uh, anonymous, the, the, the society. And uh, I, I am, I feel at this moment that I feel proud of being part. And, and I have had a hard time feeling that almost like now I can, I can, I can sense a little feeling that I'm proud of it. And um, before I used to like the word compulsive overeater. That's a word which would be not so charming, I would think. Like uh, I wouldn't like I would almost be ashamed of it. But now I feel that I it's shifting. And um, as I'm now in a vision for you and trying to be as part as I can, I feel that um, I I uh, things have happened already that I can see a difference. And I, I this book is becoming very important to me. I love feeling the pages of it, and uh, uh, I love just listening to everyone and 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 be part of this. I just want to learn more, and that I'm very grateful for because, like I said, I would be very like shameful in the beginning that I would eat in a certain way, which is not normal. But now I just feel that, wow, how much support you can get, and wherever you go, it's uh, like I'm in Sweden and. In the U.S., there's a lot of people, and I've heard people from other countries like Australia and England and all over the world, and it's just growing. And it's nice that they are keeping it as it is. And to me, it seemed very modern, actually, uh, from being written there. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, um, Jennifer. And Harlan G., you're up, followed by Leah S. Thank you very much, Katie. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now, the first thing that jumps into my head here is the exponential growth of this book. Take a look at what it says here. The first edition, 300,000 copies. The second edition, 1,155,500, that's a four times growth. And then we have 19,550, 19 times what the first one was approximately. Why? Because this works. Because the truths in this are timeless. It seems every time I pick up a newspaper, every time I go online, every time I listen to the news, they have different information on different things. One day coffee's good for you, one day coffee's bad for you. One day eggs are good for you, one day eggs are bad for you. They never quite know how to make up their mind. But there's one thing in my life that I know that is unwavering and it is it is absolutely reliable and that is this works. It has been said, as was stated before, by Scott Peck, the famous psychologist, that the 20th century will ultimately be known for three things. Man's flight at Kitty Hawk, the beginning of the airplane age, the computer atomic age, and the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. These are the things that the 20th century will ultimately be known for in the millennium to come. Lastly, 
the doctor's opinion. Now, I'm going to state this when we get to the doctor's opinion, but it's going to be a while. It took guts for Dr. Silkworth to write this. The American Medical Association, the American Psychiatric Association, did not accept alcoholism as an illness until 1949 when Harry Tebow wrote his famous paper. So when Dr. Silkworth originally wrote the doctor's opinion, he agreed to write it but said to Bill, don't you put my name in there. They'll run me out of the medical profession completely. And Bill agreed. And then in 1949, as the 11th printing of the first edition was about to hit, Dr. Silkworth heard of Tebow's paper being accepted by the American Medical Association and said, you can put my name in there now. Dr. Silkworth's opinion was just opinion at the time, but it has been proven by Yale University's Alcoholic Studies Program again and again that everything he believed about the allergy of the body and the twist of the mind was 100% true. And it is the degree that I will accept his opinion that will mark the urgency with which I will work the rest of the steps. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, now we'll have Leah F., and then we'll open it up after Leah. Thank you so much, Katie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., and I'm recovered in Brooklyn. Thank you. So um, here they're talking about how this mushroomed. I mean, they were writing uh, this book, and um, they had to reprint it. What's the big deal? That's that's the first thing. That's the first page you turn to, and you want to know what this book is all about. And usually they write to you what the book is all about, and they're writing that they had to reprint it. Why? Because it's giving a message to all of us. These people were drunkards. They were lying in the street. They were dying, and they. And here, they're coming with a revolutionary kind of thing. You can recover. You can recover. And proof of recovery is that we had to publish this book so many times. And look in what a short time we had to republish that. And how many did we have to republish that? And, you know, this book is really a coping mechanism for me to keep my weight down. These 12 steps, this text in this book is my coping mechanism to stay abstinent and to be abstinent willingly, happily, and live my life. That is what this book is all about. That is what everybody is raving about. That is why these meetings have mushrooms. When I came in in 2013 into these meetings over here at Vision, there were a number of people. And today, I, I'm, I'm mind baffled. I'm, I'm so astonished when I go to a Vision website and I see how many people there are and how it has mushrooms, just with all of us. And this is not by placards. These are not by advertisements that you see when you drive by. This is all by word of mouth. And you know why? You know why it's working? Because we're working at it. 
And this is our coping mechanism. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much, Leah S. Okay, so if you've just joined us, um, we are on page Roman numeral XI, the preface. We read the first two paragraphs, and we are commenting on both of them. Who would like to share? Katie G. from Boston. Melissa C. Melissa C. Maura Z. Maura Z. Trian S.T. Trian S.T. Dorita P. with one thing. Okay. Dorita P. Judith R. Judith R. Okay, let's stop there. Um, Okay, we have Katie G, Melissa C, Mara Z, Triana ST, Dorita P, and Judith R. Go ahead, please, Katie G. Good morning, Kate. Uh, good morning, Katie. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G recovered in Boston. And, you know, when I first read the big book, I had just graduated from uh, all women's college with a double major in sociology and women's studies. And I was 228 pounds and, um, you know, headed towards. Uh, a glorious life of compulsive overeating and I came into the rooms and I read this book and I thought what do a bunch of middle-aged or younger maybe white men from a time period that I don't even know about have to share with me about what I'm doing with food and I'm going to tell you that when this disease kicked me into a place of doing the work and it wasn't willingness because I've never woken up willing I've woken up desperate, dying, and doomed. When this disease kicked me to such a far place that I didn't care. I didn't care where the message was coming from. I didn't care what you were asking me do, to do. All I knew is that everything I was doing was profoundly broken. This ego got broken down enough to follow the instructions to identify in. There is one thing that will never fail, KDG, to keep you in everlasting ignorance, and that one thing is contempt prior to investigation that's in the back of our book. And contempt means disdain, doubt. You tell me something, I'm like, well, this is why it's not going to work. Right? And the I know guy has got to go. And that prayer, that set-aside prayer, God, help me to set aside everything I think I know continues to be the only, I don't know, I feel like it's, um, it's the thing that keeps me going every day, right? Like as a recovered woman, God, please show me, please help me to have a new experience with this book, with this preface, with what I'm learning today. Help me not be abstinent today on, you know, a binge from 10 years ago. Help me to be fresh, God. Help me to know where I am currently with these 12 steps with my, you know, unity in the rooms of OA, with service in the rooms of OA. Where am I currently? And show me, God, show me where I'm scoffing, where I'm saying, oh, there's no way. Oh, you know, and judgment, right? Because I came into these these rooms as the I know guy, as the I'm going to teach you how to sponsor me. And the more this disease kicked my butt, and when I finally changed my mind from yeah, but to yes, ma'am, as one of my sponsors taught me, I started to learn and help me continue because, you know, you are all my teachers. This book is my teacher. And the most important thing I know is that I don't know. 
and that God's going to show me today if I stay abstinent and continue on this blessed path of step work. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Melissa C., you're up, followed by Maura Z. Hi. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. It's Melissa C. Recovered. Excuse me, compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this this text that's largely unchanged and how um, I I wanted all of the instructions to change when, when I didn't when I didn't work at them, you know, because I would say, well, this doesn't work. And, you know, and so for years, um, you know, dieting was my life. That was like my go-to. That was always my solution um, to every problem. And I loved when my go-to diets were changed. Like I, I remember I had to go back to Weight Watchers again because they changed the point system, and now suddenly certain foods were zero points, and, you know, and those were the things that always appealed to me, and what I found out here was that, um, yeah, there was a lot of change that needed to happen, and it was all in me, like, you know, when we say this book is largely unchanged, it's so that we can change, so that I can change, and that was one of the most, um, helpful things that I was told, too, and I was asked, you know, when I asked, like, what well, what, do, what do you mean? Like, what has to change? And um, everything, everything in you has to change. And, you know, and so, like, in in the doctor's opinion, and, and I'm glad that it was, like, referenced at this point because um, that, I'm so grateful that that is unchanged because that is where we can first, where I can first um, identify what it is I have, and and that's where, like, when I work with the new person, where we begin, and I'm grateful, you know, last night I had a conversation with someone, a potential compulsive overeater, you know, who, to me, looked clearly like she had what I had, you know, visually, and we spent some time together reading the doctor's opinion, and you know what, she doesn't agree, she doesn't think she has it, and so perhaps what she needs is a diet, you know. Um, I know for me, I needed to read those words. It told me precisely what I have and that I was going to have to change. I was going to have to have a huge transformation, and that's the key word, you know, so that so that I could have this disease arrested. And um, thank you with that on that. Thank you, Melissa. Maura Z, you're up, followed by Triana S.T. Triana. Thank you, Katie F. Maura Z recovered in Virginia, gratefully so, starting my timer. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, Because this book has become the basic text was one of the very first lines I was told to highlight in my book by my sponsor. To be reminded that this is not just, you know, gone with the wind. We're not just going to pick it up and uh, read through it and, you know, that'll be it. This text is how I, God willing, one day at a time, live my life. This text has taught me how to be a person among persons. It has taught me that I have a disease, a disease. 
It's not just that I'm fat and unhappy and I'm lazy or whatever else I wanted to call myself or what society wanted to call me because of how I looked. It's I have a disease. And now I have the, the, the words on paper, which to me mean a great deal, and I know what I have to do. And I know what I can do. And I know that this book is going to take me to a place in my lifespan that's going to be better than any I'd ever known before. I might not be perfect, and thank you, God, I'm not. And I might not have the perfect body. But I have a life worth living today because of this basic text and because of those in front of me, before me, in whom the problem had been solved, who generously offered this knowledge to me and didn't just say, here, read this. Because i got to tell you, I worked a particular sect of, of OA that I had to go back after every slip and reread the doctor's opinion. I don't know how many times I read the doctor's opinion. I couldn't tell you. Maybe a dozen, let's say. But it wasn't until I studied the doctor's opinion with someone in whom the problem had been solved, someone who could tell me exactly what allergy and obsession meant with relationship to my life, not just some esoteric theory out there, you know, in the ether, but how it impacted my life. That's when things began to change. So basic text, yes. Miracle in my life, most definitely. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maura. Trian ST, followed by Jarita P. Star one to unmute, please, Trian. I think, is it Jan ST? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't hear your name very well. I wrote down the <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's okay. Thank you. Hi, this is Jan ST, a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you for your service, and thank you, everybody on the line, and welcome newcomers, of course. Um, I am going to focus on the words basic text, um, and that this is not a novel. It's not a commentary. It's not a biography, uh, but it's an instructional uh, manual step-by-step directions. Uh, Last evening, I was talking to a friend, and she's a math teacher, and was having trouble tackling an an algebra problem. Uh, She was just trying, 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 and it wasn't working for her, and somebody offered to help her, uh, and eventually he solved it, and he explained the solution to her, and she described the solution as being elegant and simple elegant in the way math or science um, problems being solved are elegant, elegant and simple. Um, And when she said that, um, it struck me that this text is that too. Uh, Life is complicated. Sometimes we can't see the answer. Um, But the solutions in this text are elegant and simple. Um, When I'm struggling with anything, and I mean anything in life, I can turn to this simple set of instructions, this text, this chip of a book, and uh, the solution is there for me. It's elegant and it's simple and it's effective. So thank you. I'm wishing everyone a wonderfully abstinent day. 
Thank you so much. Dorita P., you're up, followed by Judith R. Thank you. Hi, my name is Dorita P., and I just wanted to share one thing. Um, yeah, so it says, therefore, the first portion of this volume, describing, I just want to say, describing the AA recovery program. I um, I do service on a world level in OA, and I'm also a part of another fellowship, and I do uh, service on a world level there, too. And um, I have the privilege there to um, read and edit the uh, the new material, and I'm in the process of um, doing that with a, a new workbook, and uh, it talk it says a couple times in the beginning, um, and the other programs, you know, AA and uh, you know EA and GA, all these other programs, and it says that a couple times, and I, you know. When I shared a, a little while ago, I said I'm a stickler for certain things, and I'm a, kind of a stickler for this, too. Um, I consider all of those other things, uh, G-A-E-A-C-A-N-A, I consider all those other things uh, fellowships. And I just really believe in my heart that there's only one program. And the program is outlined in the first 164 pages of this book. And all of the other things are patterned after uh, this 164 pages. And I just like to call those other things fellowships as opposed to programs. Because, like I said, there's, for me, there's only one program. And so, you know, I'm going to present, you know, for us to change the word program to fellowship. But I've already agreed after thinking about it and sharing now that I've already agreed to be okay with if they don't want to change it and keep the word program. But uh, I want the word fellowship. So I just wanted to share that. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Dorita. And we'll have um, Judith R. now, and then we'll open it up. We'll have time for a couple more shares. Hi, Katie. It's Judith R. in Vermont, Gracefully Recovered. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to have the chutzpah to say there I would like one change, which is I want the doctor's opinion to be page one. And I have a copy of the big book. Is it 39? Whoops. To um, And if, if when, when the doctor's opinion is page one, a couple of really cool things happen. One is that um, on awakening then is on page 99, which I think is nice and easy to remember. And interestingly enough, um, page 164 is the end of, um, of the chapter just before A Vision for You. It's, it's the end, 164 is the end of To the Employers. So A Vision for You then is um, 165 to 179. <clears throat> So I really have this dream of <laughs> this little this little OA woman writing to Alcoholics Anonymous and saying, could you guys please go back and rethink your decision to take the doctor's opinion out of the the actual numbered part? I know they did it because they because Dr. Silkworth wasn't an alcoholic and they wanted it to be penned by alcoholics. But um I just I, I fear that too many people skip it because we all love to skip the Roman numerals. So um, 
that is my hope and prayer for for AA and all of us, because um, without the doctor's opinion, where would we be? And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, <clears throat> Judith. Oh, excuse me. Okay, so we have time. We have um, seven minutes, I believe. So we have time for two to three more shares. Who would like to take that spot? This spot. Vasa. Vasa. Madam. Madam. Kathy T. Is that what you said? Is in Tom? C is in Charlie. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, please. Vasa, Matt, and Kathy. Matt, Vasa first. Yes, yeah, sorry. I was muted. Thank you, Katie, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered compulsive reader going from Florida. And it was just amazing when I read the, the, four, the first edition. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I needed to hear that first. And I wanted to know what this hundred men, women did to recover. And, and, then this, and then I liked the next page going to the doctor's opinion. So it gave me hope. I didn't know that I had a disease. I didn't know I had the, the allergy. I didn't know any of that stuff. But what gave me hope now, what this man and women did to recover, and then going to the next page, going to the for for um not, well there's so many additions, and then I like going to the doctor's opinion after I read the other forward forward additions, how the program had mushroomed over the years, and and then I loved going to the doctor's opinion. This is what I needed to do. I needed to put the alcoholic foods down first and have the clarity to work the rest of the steps gradually. So I didn't know about the allergy. I didn't know anything about addiction. I didn't know anything about the eating disorders. And this is where I learned. So I'm just so grateful. And I had been looking for the solution. I had been looking for the exploration. I've been looking for, for 25 years, searching and looking, and I couldn't find it. This was the only place I found. And I remember coming to the vision for you years ago. There were only like not many, very, very many people on it. And now, I mean, it's like hundreds and hundreds, like 350, 400. So I'm just so grateful that I have found the solution to my problem. And I don't have to go out there looking anymore, searching. It's all right here if I follow the directions. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. And just to remind you, um, we are commenting on the preface, the first two paragraphs. Go ahead, please, Madam. Yeah, here I am. This is Madam Kapoor from New Jersey. You know, the, the way this book has been written is written as a textbook, and I really needed to hear that because I'm a very studious person myself, and I like to study things. And uh, when I first started reading this big book, I didn't get the language at all, and I even the prefaces, and I was like, God, this book is boring, blah, blah, blah. This book doesn't have anything I need. But then when I started reading the preface and how much I've seen the growth of the big book 
and really realize, you know what, if it works for them, it could work for me. I realize, you know what, I have to let go of my stubbornness and my self-will and my own self-reliance on self that I, 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 don't, I could do this on my own. Because if I was, I never would have gone up to almost 700 pounds if I, if I could do this on my own. I didn't realize I had to surrender my will and my, 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 uh, my self-righteousness to, um, to another higher power and give those things over because I still come off self-righteous sometimes that I, I know it all. And I'm far from a know-it-all. I don't know anything when it comes to certain things. And uh, I'm willing to be taught and I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be teachable. That's that's the main thing there. And um, this book has given me so much hope and so much courage that I needed, that, that I didn't think I had, that to, to push forward and to, through all the diversity and ad- adversity and the things I've been through. So I'm very grateful that this book exists and I'm grateful that it's grown so much exponentially over the years. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Matt. Okay, Kathy C., you're up. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a compulsive overeater. Um, yeah, so, you know, we're told that it is a basic text for our society with a capital S, you know. So that really indicates that we are a, a unique group or we associate together for a certain reason. And these are for alcoholics or for us nowadays, compulsive overeaters or anyone who could benefit from the obsession of that, you know, behavior, um, be it sex, drugs, food. Um, And so basic text, you know, just like when we start in elementary school, we start with our, with numbers, right? Addition, subtraction, then we move on to multiplication, division, and then we go on to algebra, right? If we don't learn the foundation of numbers and addition and subtraction, we will never get to algebra, right? We can't jump from grade one, you know, and graduate to grade, grade, grade 12. Um, so this book, you know, has directions and instructions for us so we can get to that recovery. And it tells us again, a recovery, another promise of the book. So um, what I really like is that they say that there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes. Why? Because it works, right? Why change something if it works? Um, the, the, the steps have never changed. Uh, what has changed is how people work the program. That is what has changed. So the recovery at the very beginning was great. It was, I think, 95% recovery because there was only this 12-step program. Later on, uh, other books have been published. Uh, you know, treatment centers came in, and all that is great. But for the compulsive overeater or for the alcoholic, the chronic alcoholic, it didn't work. So people work the program differently. Therefore, they're not going to get the same results as promised from doing the 12 steps. And I pass. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. And we have, I think, one minute left. So I'm just going to share for a minute. My name is Katie F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, they didn't want to change this book at all. But I was so much like what other people have shared, you know, that I changed it. I just kept making up the rules and following only um, the parts that I liked, the parts that I were convenient. And um, it didn't work for me until I followed 100% and followed what I was told to do and stopped saying um, yes, but, and said yes, ma'am. And um, <clears throat> I, I don't change um, what I do today. I do the same thing that I did when I came in 31 years ago and when I started my recovery 31 years ago. When I came in uh, 37 years ago, I only um, 
wanted to follow the rules that were convenient for me. And so I'm just so grateful that we have this textbook that we can go back and keep reading it and learn new things. With that, I'll pass. And I would like to thank everyone, Tina, S, Larry K, Penny C, Mary, Nosa, Nadia, Rebecca, um, and everyone who has shared this morning. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, December 11th, 2018, is 12,284. That's 12284. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Larry Kay please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure, Katie, thanks. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.